is going on? It is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to chat with Becky and Nathan Gray of the Iron Roses over Zoom video. This is actually the second time we've had Nathan on the podcast. The first time was to discuss the Iron Roses previous record, Rebel Songs. So it was exciting to have Nathan back on, but it was also really cool to chat with Becky and hear Becky's journey in music as well. We recap a bit where Nathan was born and raised and how Nathan got into music. We also find out where Becky was born and raised and how Becky got into music as well. We kind of pick up where Nathan and I left off as far as Rebel Songs and everything that's happened thus far moving into the release of the new album, which is the band's self-titled album. The cool thing about the new album is it's definitely more of a collective. All the band members contributed to this new album. The last couple Iron Roses albums and solo projects from Nathan Gray uh, were Mainly just just Nathan writing the songs. This time around, Becky got involved in the writing. Uh, the other members of the band got involved in the writing. So this new self-titled album is definitely a very collaborative piece of music. They talk all about the, the new album coming out and about the shows they have coming up to support the album as well. You can watch our interview with Nathan and Becky on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It'd be amazing if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it would be incredible if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with the Iron Roses. Thank you both for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having us. Of course. Uh, I'm Adam and Nathan. Uh, we've you've had I've had you on this podcast before to talk about yep. the last album. Yes. Put out. Yes. So I'm excited to catch up and hear Becky's, you know, journey in music. And then we'll talk about the how you, both of you met and and this album. Okay. Great. Amazing. Uh, all right. Well, we'll start with you, Becky. We kind of heard Nathan's backstory in the last uh, interview. So we'll, we'll, we'll start with you. Where were you born and raised? Uh, uh, I was born in Texas. I was raised all over the place. I am a military brat. My father was in the Air Force, so I moved around a lot. Um, but the bulk of my adult life up until about three years ago, I was in Ohio. Um, and then in late 2019, I moved here to Maryland and now I live just two, is it two, two or three houses yeah, away from two houses. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. wow. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What part of Ohio did you live um, in? Columbus. So oh, okay. I'm in the center. Yeah. Very cool. I, uh, my family's from Cleveland area. Yeah. So, um, yeah. but I never lived there. I live in San Diego. Now I live in, in Nashville, but okay. Um, I know Ohio pretty well. <laughs> Cleveland tends to get the better shows because it's a stop between like New York and Chicago. Yeah. So that's where most of the good shows go. That's oh, sure. Sure. Well, Columbus is main is like, 
basically Ohio State, right? I mean, yes. I, from what I heard, I had an aunt and uncle that lived there, and it's like if even during the off season, if like the quarterback is like spotted at Burger King, they'll like write an article about it. Oh, yeah. It's like all it's, about yes, no, it's wild. <laughs> yeah, which actually has taken me some getting used to moving out here to Maryland because they don't do college football here. Yeah, because we live like between where we live is almost smack between like the Philadelphia Eagles and the Baltimore Ravens. And so people here, like they're very invested in pro sports. And I'm like, no, they don't watch college ball here. <laughs> but they don't. We do not. There's no college really around here no. with the team. No, <laughs> that's funny. Uh, well, Nathan, I remember you saying you grew up in Maryland or for a bit and then moved down to Florida and then back to Maryland from what I remember. Yeah. Well, I was born in Delaware, but I honestly, where I lived in Delaware and where I lived in Maryland are like on either side of the border. So it's Elkton, Maryland and Newark, Delaware, are pretty much the same thing. Okay. Uh, but, but then, yeah, when I was 11, we moved down to Pensacola, Florida, down on the hand panhandle, hand pandle, the panhandle, <laughs> which, um, which is basically lower Alabama. And um, anytime I meet someone from, someone from Florida, they're like, Oh, you're not from Florida. You're from lower Alabama. Oh, um, sure. But, uh, Alabama. <laughs> I went then, down there recently with my wife. We'd never been before orange beach. It was interesting. Oh yeah. Well, yeah, it's, it's an interesting area depending on where you're at. Interesting, terrifying, you know, whatever, but, um, especially down there. Cause it's right on the Bible belt. So that's super fun. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> but, uh, then I moved back when I was 19 and, okay. uh, pretty much lived in this area ever since. Wow. I know where you said originally where you were at, you could like step in three States or something at the yeah. same time. Yeah. Is yeah, that same place? Same area? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're in Elkton, Maryland. Now Newark, Delaware is right over the border. And then, uh, Landenburg, Pen- Landenburg, Ish, Pennsylvania yeah. is right. That's over wild. Since. Yeah. You're yeah. right in between everything. That's, yeah. that's kind of cool though. Right. Yeah. There's literally a marker where you go hiking. Yeah. Sometimes there's a marker where you can stand in all three States. Mm-hmm. Whoa, that's it's like uh what's the one where you can stand in four? It's just like those the little brother or something or a small yeah, yeah, yeah. sibling to that. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um, very, very cool. So, well, real quick, Becky, how did you then get into music? Like musical uh, household? Do you come from a musical family? I wouldn't say a musical household, no, but music has been a part of my life since I was a very little girl. Like I tell the story all the time that my first (laughs) ma'am the first solo I ever had that the thing that like made me catch the bug was in third grade like in a little play in school and so since then it's always been something that's been very present as like a pipe dream or a healing tool like that's just something that stayed with me through most of my life but I I come from like the theater nerd background in high school um and it wasn't until gosh 21 or 22 that I started doing things that involved like live music like in a band in a band sense so in my local scene in Columbus back then 
Um, so yeah, it's been a long journey here. It was something that was removed from my life for a very long time. So getting back into it in this capacity has been pretty rad for me. Yeah, That's awesome. And the bands that you're in in Columbus, were you the vocalist or like uh, what role did you play? Backing vocalist. Yeah. Like I always joked that I was like our scenes Fergie. Like I would show up and do like a few lines and a few songs here and there. But in that time, there were no other uh women or female presenting people in that kind of rock scene so um it it definitely was something that I loved just kind of being able to provide a little bit to this band a little bit to this band a little bit to this band so um yeah wow very very cool you said you're uh, removed from it for a while though before what then joining up with Nathan and being a part of this project yeah yeah um I was um married for a little over 11, I think it was close to 12 years. And in that time, um, that was not like being in bands was not something that was, how do I say that delicately? Encouraged. Yes, fostered, encouraged, allowed, I guess is the better term. Uh, So yeah, it it was something that um, disappeared very suddenly uh, from my life. And so um, I met Nathan, you know, the same way most people meet Nathan back in, not, not like that, but <laughs> back in the day, you know, uh, I've known Nathan for a decade now. And um, when Nathan was doing their solo work, um, I just kind of got dragged into that. So I've been providing backing vocals on all of Nathan's solo albums, but this album with the Iron Roses is the first time that I'm like up front. Yeah. Yeah. All in your spotlight. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, Nathan, I do remember um, you saying, I think Echoes was maybe the first song that you that you had written for like a solo, pro- mm-hmm. kind of aside from bands. It was, you wrote that song and dealt with a pretty heavy uh, subject matter. And then mm-hmm. going into, I believe, was it the first Iron Nathan Grand Iron Roses album after it that? Was- I- no, after that, uh, Feral Hymns was working title. Oh, yeah, which, working title. That's yeah. what it was. But to be honest, that really was the first Iron Roses, like, step towards doing what we, we are doing now. You know, it was like, I don't know how I feel about just one person and a guitar stuff. I don't, mm-hmm. it didn't feel right to me. It felt necessary to get that album out and get some of the things out that I needed to that were more per- personal. Uh, mm-hmm. But after that, it was like, okay, I want to do loud, fun <laughs> band music. Stuff. I don't you band <laughs> stuff. I don't want to do this anymore. And so as I kept moving with working title and then with uh, Rebel Songs, mm-hmm. it was like, I I need to stop with this whole Nathan Gray thing. This is ridiculous. <laughs> like, it's not, number one, doing something with just your name, people can't separate that mm, you know mm-hmm. uh number two then when i was like well it'll be nathan gray and the iron roses sounds like a blues band <laughs> I, I hated that like it was like i think when we talked you you were called uh the band was nathan gray and the iron roses i yeah. believe yeah yeah and it's still i mean it gave the rest of the band a little bit more autonomy but not a lot it's still you're in the shadow of my name you know mm-hmm. and it just didn't seem right especially for a band like us that was trying to start over and get out from under all kinds of shit Mm -hmm. and to really start again with what we do as a band. It was important to 
just rebrand the whole thing. Okay. Mm-hmm. Makes a lot of sense with, uh, so with, I, um, with working title, that's when you brought a band in. What, were you part mm-hmm. of that, Becky? Were or yeah. was the, oh you said you sang sang on all of the solo yeah. stuff? Yeah, so I actually so that makes started sense. with Feral Hymns. So <laughs> that Feral okay. Hymns was their first solo album. Was actually the first album that I started singing backups mm-hmm. for on that. So this will be Feral Hymns working title. This will be my fourth. Yeah. Well, the, you did three albums backing vocals, and this one as a main vocalist. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Okay. Um, because it was probably Rebel Songs when she came in and was singing, and it was like this is silly. You just be part of the band, you know, <laughs> just the same way I did with Phil. Like he came in to rap some stuff and it was like, no, you're just here yeah. now. You, you just, <laughs> you're you, in the you're band. One now. Of us. Yeah. Yes. You're in the band. That's now. how everybody yeah. got here. And that's literally how everyone got here. Um, but, and now doing this sort of dual vocalist duet, like punk duet type mm-hmm. of feel, it gives something new yeah. to what we do. Um, it, I can liken it only to maybe like uh, Alkaline Trio. You've got oh yeah, Dan, Dan and, and who Skiba, yeah, going back yeah, and forth. Who go back and forth, and that's they're both sort of main vocalists within that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes one's harmonizing the other, but it's still we very purposefully on this instead of putting Becky's vocals in the background, putting them up front together, so it has more of that duet feel. Mm-hmm. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, with Alkaline Trio, you know if Dan's going to sing a song, then yeah. it's there's Dan's song. And then it, yeah. they'll kind of go back and forth uh, more so now, but uh, yeah, that's a really cool. So that's kind of the dynamic now moving yeah. forward with this new album, but not to steal that style because we don't like go back and forth. It's more just, we're both singing all the time. Yeah. Right. 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 <laughs> which, yeah. No, no, no. I didn't mean that way. I just meant like, oh, no, 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 when I they're, know. when they're playing, yeah. it's they've done this yeah. new thing now because Dan has a bigger catalog of songs where right. there's, it's probably enough that they can go back and forth a bit yeah. more than mm-hmm. before where Dan maybe got three, <laughs> three <Yeah>. songs <laughs> in the set. <laughs> yeah. His songs are my favorite, but anyway, they are mine too. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, I we also just thought it was cool to think of like a punk duet mm-hmm. vocal style through. It's just I haven't heard it before, Mm-mm. so it seemed like a cool thing as we're moving forward to do something new. I love that. That's amazing. And with so with. The the band for the Iron Roses, was that the same people that were involved with the last album with Rebel Songs or has it changed since even so that album? The only person that was in like in this band back in working title uh-huh. was Michael, who plays bass, was the touring bass player. OK, but he wasn't fully in the band because he didn't even play on Rebel Songs. Yeah. But he was just the touring bass player. And oh. this album this new album is the first album that Michael's actually played on and contributed to. So it's been really cool, like switching up people until we find the ones that stick, you know, mm-hmm. uh, rebel songs was completely written by me and my friend Jed and Gene. And then I just had people coming in and out to figure out who was going to stay and who wasn't. Okay. That was my next question. I was, I was curious mm-hmm. if the, and, and and we'll probably get to this point with uh, I remember you saying that with working title, there was a tour happening and then the pandemic hit. You had maybe <laughs> oh. just put the album out and yeah, then literally. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe four or five dates in the the pandemic hits, mm-hmm. sends you, you back home or, you know, 
we almost didn't make it out of Canada. <laughs> oh, my. I, I didn't know that yeah. part of the story. That's we a- just made it out of Canada <laughs> into Portland, Maine. And that was our last show was Portland, Maine, before we had to drive home. Because oh, it was man. like, but we had just made it out of Canada. And it was crazy because the two Canadian shows, no one was there. Like, just no one. And oh, so it was like we were going, you knew tickets were sold, but yeah, the pandemic was. Yeah. yeah it's so kind of people were <laughs> scared down. enough yeah. that they're yeah. they weren't showing was, up to the show. Yeah, it was just and ahead of us. It was like people are not coming like mm-hmm. we have to shut these shows down. So Philly got canceled. Uh, Boston got canceled. A bunch of stuff did. And we just had to drive home through all that going. Oh, what's it going to be like a few weeks? Like, we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yeah yeah that curve never got flattened after two weeks so no. I, I do remember that <laughs> um okay yeah, yeah so working title the, the and then that's is that when you start working um on rebel songs was at kind of during that pandemic oh uh, yeah because they had that do yeah. something i don't stop right no <laughs> so, literally like, yeah if like whenever you hear an album, there's at least four songs in the work for the next one. Like, <laughs> no way. And, and it's cool because Phil who plays guitar with us now is the same way. So it drives Becky insane. Like he'll be over here and we'll just start like, and he'll run and grab the guitar and we'll just start going like we haven't even gotten this one out right (laughs) chill just a bit (laughs) oh wow with uh rebel songs i believe we were talking on uh, about that album last time and you're you're kind of saying nathan that you you kind of were at a uh, point where you felt as though you you could go back to talking kind of like speaking more on those political and social issues and you, and kind of letting the anger go in a sense and having more fun with, I, I I don't want to misquote you, but essentially uh, you're, you're, you know, kind of going back to the fact that at that point you felt as if you could, uh, you know, speak to those things and make it not as like, like angry. Yeah. And do you feel like, going into this new album that kind of continued or like, Oh, even more so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think we have a, we just have a party Yeah, when we play and when we record, when we do everything, it's a celebration uh, even more so with everybody involved uh, because we're having a great time Mm -hmm. and we have a belief system. We have things that we need to get out there and we need to say, but honestly, how many people are you attracting if you're just miserable? Yeah. You know, (laughs) I feel like that's the other side's job to be miserable and angry and sad all the time. Um, We're here to have a great time and to promote good values, I feel, Mm -hmm. Um, and openness and connection. And if you're going to do that, you might as well dance while you're doing it. Yeah. So, yeah, (laughs) I love that. I remember I I think you were were saying last. Yeah. The show, the live show itself is more of a. I think you kind of uh, alluded to it was like a not a you said a ministry, but you didn't mean in the way of like, you know, coming yeah. together in a ministry. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it's a, a an event. Right. It's yeah. not yes. just to celebrate. We're going to come up yeah. here and play yeah. 20 songs or 15 songs and then 
yeah, yeah leave. That's not it's, what we do. <laughs> it's definitely more of like a celebratory protest. Yeah. Like if you've been to, if you've been to like a protest in DC, like where they're walking down the street, beating on drums and chanting and mm-hmm. dancing and having a, that's us. Yes. Like, everybody is. That's what we that. try to bring to the live set is this um, dancing celebratory protest. Mm-hmm. I love that's that. not just us speaking at the crowd or singing yeah. at the crowd it's a very like coming together everybody that comes to see us is part of that mm-hmm. um so it's very important that we set a space where people can walk in that door let go of all the bullshit that happens outside that door know that they can show up messy that they can show up sad that they're you know enough of who they are in that space. And we're just going to just go crazy together. <laughs> yeah. It's a safe space instead of going in knowing, oh, okay, this band's going to just be hammering and preaching at right. me. It's, right. No, we're or here to am celebrate. I, am I cool enough to be here? Yeah. Do I have sure. the right style? Yeah. Do I have the right? There is no style. Yeah. There is no way to be. It's <laughs> just come in and let's dance and go crazy. Yeah. Okay. Very, very cool. I love that. With um this new album, Becky being a part, you know, now it's, the songs are kind of you're, you're more in the forefront here when it comes to the songs. Do you all kind of collaborate more when with the writing process? Because it sounded like before, Nathan, it was you and a few other people that just mm-hmm. were aside from you writing all the, the albums prior, just a couple of people writing the albums. Is it more of a collective uh, when it comes to writing the new the newer songs and the new album? Yeah, I mean, musically, definitely like everybody has their own style to add in what I think is hilarious about us is we are six people with completely different backgrounds like (laughs) and completely different influences even um, which makes for interesting songs but because we've also been very careful to create a family within the band of people who are safe to each other and share the same kind of ideologies or ideals or moral compass. It means that when we're writing those songs, we're all speaking from the same thing. So like moving away from, you know, even maybe rebel songs a little bit still held a lot of themes that were very Nathan centric. Mm -hmm. Um, This album is something that can be spoken to out of each of our voices. So um, writing it together means that we've created an album that each and every one of us has a voice in that protest, I guess is yeah. the, way to, the way to say it. Um, so yeah, that that has been super fun for me personally, because I, I want to be convicted in what I'm singing and we mm-hmm. think we all do. So well, sure. not only that, but also like on Rebel Songs or Working Title, all the harmonies I wrote. Mm-hmm. And even if she was singing them, like I was usually like, do it like this. Whereas right. with this, she wrote all her own. Yeah. So it might as well just be two melodies going at the same time, <laughs> yeah. you know, because there's a bunch of stuff that I wouldn't have picked, but it sounds amazing. And it's like awesome that everybody has their part to play in this band now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, it's it's so weird, the different parts and how they fit yeah. together, because it, it doesn't make sense. Um Pedro is probably one of the best rhythm guitarists I've ever heard in my life. He's very solid. It's very like Ramonzi clash, like very punk driven mm-hmm. rhythm guitar. Whereas uh, Phil is more of a metal discordiant, like lead guitar player and just incredible in what he does. And he's got this weird, like mix of metal and hip hop that he does that like, it brings something new to what we do. 
And Michael, what the fuck is he Michael? is the most like, like, <laughs> he's a bass player that I want to listen to his parts in the album. Like yeah. listen for them because yeah. I'm like, fuck is he doing that? Yeah. It just, <laughs> he just plays it like it's nothing. You know how there's some busy bass players where you're like, Jesus, calm down. Yeah, like Matt Freeman or something. Right, right, right. <laughs> but then there's some that you're like, wow, that really adds to what's happening. And that's Michael. Michael. Like he's very busy. He's all over the place, but it makes sense and it it pulls what we do out of just the standard punk rock feel, you yeah. know, sort of like hot water music. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. Those bass lines are rolling all over the damn place, but they make sense mm-hmm. and they bring together what they do. And that's what we we do as well, I think. This episode is brought to you by Dragon Ball Legends, the ultimate Dragon Ball experience on your mobile device. Dragon Ball Legends features action-packed anime action RPG gameplay with Goku, Vegeta, Trunks, and all your favorite Dragon Ball characters. Summon your favorite characters from popular Dragon Ball anime series such as Dragon Ball Z and Dragon Ball GT to Dragon Ball Super. Fight in real time against friendly or rival Dragon Ball players from across the globe in live PvP battles. Enter ratings matches with your favorite Dragon Ball characters and earn rating points and rewards. Unite with friends to defeat powerful foes in co-op. Dragon Ball Legends features the best anime fighting scenes on your mobile device. And now, Legends Festival is on, so you can get up to 300 free summon tickets. Are you ready? Download Dragon Ball Legends today. Available for free on both iOS and Android devices. Coming together to write this this album uh nathan did you going into it how did you approach the band or even approach becky like here we this this is the new album it's just going to be you know the iron roses from here on out like kind of having that conversation of include being inclusive for everybody was that something that was a like a conversation between everywhere or did it just kind of happen that way sort of a little bit of both like there was a lot of letting go i had to do Mm-hmm. A lot to learn. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to learn, you know, to let go of a lot of things and s- things that were stressing me out and <clears throat> holding the band back from doing what we did with this album. Um, so there was a lot of stuff where I had to write a little bit and just send it out into the atmosphere and see what happens, you know, and let everybody do their part with it instead of, oh, let's do this like this. And this should sound like this. And we should do it this way. Um, And what everyone came back with was great, but it wasn't until we got into the studio, she was smiling because she knew what I was going to say it. When we got into the studio, it was like, oh, I get what we're supposed to be doing now. Like everyone got in and did what they were supposed to do for it without me or anyone else guiding them. They just Mm -hmm. did their thing. And everyone one by one, and it just started clicking together in these ways that I would have never seen no. coming. Like there are parts on this album where it's like, what the fuck is that? I, it works. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. Like, so. <laughs> Do you remember a specific moment during the recording of the album that that happened? Was yes. you were like, whoa, what it, that? <laughs> there is a song that you have not heard yet. And you're not going to hear until the album comes out. Um, it's the second song on the album and it's actually, it's, it's called soldier of fortune and, um, it's coming out on the album and it's also coming out on that, uh, fest comp that sell the heart records is putting out. Oh, cool. Um, 
And it's it's an awesome song. I love this song. It's got this really cool, Michael does this awesome scream in it. But also there is this guitar line. So it's a, it's a pretty much like Screaming for a Change, very like straightforward melodic song. Mm-hmm. And there's this part at the end of each chorus, Phil came in and did this weird discordant like thing, black flag almost sounding thing. <laughs> and he played it. I was like, what the fuck was that? And then Pedro played it back and it was like, Oh my God, that's amazing. Yeah. How does that work together? Yeah. <laughs> but it's just, it's those parts. And I think that's what's cool about Phil and his writing is that there are parts through this album that you'll hear these discordant, weird, almost metal-like parts mm-hmm. that s- stand out as really cool, but they, for some reason, fit in. And I don't know why. Yeah, It, that's, it that's isn't what I would us. pick. That's yeah, exactly and that's, all of us. Good we don't point. know why like, we fit. Yeah, I have do. no clue. It's None of it is what I would do, but it's exactly what I want. You know? Sure, sure, sure. It's I, I've had that problem as well, just kind of letting go and being like, okay, this, I know I have this whole idea of what I want this thing to look like or sound like I've done. I did it in the beginning of creating this podcast, just how I wanted the, the artwork to look or the edits to look. Mm-hmm. And my wife's like, you just got to give it away to someone else. And then yeah. after a little bit long, you know, cause I was spending so much time just being so, you know, meticulous on every little thing. And then I give it away. And finally the product was, Whoa, I can't, I wouldn't have thought to do that or whatever. And it's, it works. And it, yeah. I'm so happy I did. And <laughs> yeah. I think the product turns out better. It's just, it's one of those things where uh, just letting go of your art or your thing to let mm-hmm. other people kind of chime in. Yeah. It's difficult, but obviously I'm, it sounds like you're super stoked with the, the result. Yeah. <laughs> but we even, we even needed to do it as a band with, which was actually easy with bringing um, Brian McTurning came in and helped us out with a little pre-production stuff. Oh, he did. He one. did yeah. the last record too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So he produced the last album and engineered it on this one. He didn't do any of that stuff, but I still had him come in and take, like I sent him what we had, uh, the demo and he took notes and he came in while we were playing and went, Hey, try starting with this, try doing this, try doing this. And it was probably just one day, right? It literally was one day. And we, we went through we it and these more. songs completely rearranged themselves. And it was awesome. And it honestly, like whether he comes in and does that with the next album or not, we learned how to write songs together Yeah, by doing that. Like, oh, that's where you put this and that's how this should sound. And that if this is what we're going for, you know, and that's what Brian taught us, like just came in and went, why are you putting that there? This yeah. is the best part. Put it here. Take like, you know, like, yeah, risk with it. Yeah. yeah. Take a little Don't risk do with it. Do this first and comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. great. It was so that was Brian's role in this. And did you work with a different producer engineer or how did this album come together? Yeah. I mean, well, we just had Pedro do the album because he has a studio in Richmond. There you go. And and it was like, well, why are we not doing this in house? You know? Um, (laughs) And so we got in there and let Pedro do his thing. And he's an incredible engineer. Uh, He's really good at getting the best out. And, uh, and also, like I said, you need someone like Pedro to hold down the steady rhythm in the guitar section, he's very solid and very steady. And it's, it's very good to have someone like him that can also hear when things are getting off a little bit mm-hmm. into, 
you know, and how the drums and the bass need to work together, how the drums need to go, how, you know, and very like meticulous with that. And it was very cool to have him do that. And I don't see how we'll do it any other way. (laughs) That's awesome. In the future. Yeah. Um, I love the artwork for the album. Thank you. Um, Yeah. yeah. Is that a a friend or who who did the, uh, Okay. It's a it's a good friend named Chris Hamer. He's from Atlanta, Georgia, uh, with a uh, urban pop. Urban pop is what he calls his company, and he does art and comics, and he runs a comic book store. And I remember us seeing his art and going, "That's it." Yeah, we've been That's stalking it. his art just yeah. as an artist for a while. And he's a great guy. Yeah. And um, we just knew. <laughs> yeah, it was like when we were thinking of this we're like what's the future of this band art wise aesthetic wise Mm -hmm. you know i think that's important when you're looking at a band is like what's what's that brand look like Mm -hmm. the the visuals of it the aesthetics of it and we saw that and was like well that's it yeah and we went back and forth with a couple of things it was like and i remember us being a little iffy because it wasn't working immediately but then he sent that picture of the guy with the rose head and we both were like (laughs) <laughs> that's yeah. it yeah oh my god that's it like and then we based all the rest of the art off of that yeah and it just oh, okay perfect yeah. all the, I love the shirts kind of everything like yeah story it's almost mm-hmm. like a everything coordinates together yeah thematically so yeah i think that's awesome that is i i saw that cover i was like whoa i need to ask <laughs> ask them where that art came from <laughs> He's great. absolutely great um are you I'm, i'd imagine there'll be a tour to support the album because it comes out in October in uh, mid October. Yep. We are, it comes out October 20th and we are doing a album release show in Richmond, Richmond, Virginia uh, on the 22nd. No, ma'am. On the 20th. On the 20th. (laughs) Oh, exciting. (laughs) On the day of the album. Yeah. Yeah. And then that, tour will be going down to fest in Gainesville on Gainesville. Okay. Yeah. And so that whole thing will be an album release tour. So uh, we'll do that. We'll go down to fest. We're playing a band. Well, it's not full band. We have two sets, a non-acoustic set and an acoustic set. (laughs) Our drummer is multi-talented. So he jumps to keys when we do acoustic. Oh, wow. The whole band can be involved. So we'll do the album front to back uh non-acoustically and acoustically <laughs> that, that sorry and that's happening at the at the fest at or fest, no? we'll have two days yeah oh. so one day we'll do that the next day we'll do acoustic yeah we play friday and saturday yeah and then in december we go two. back to germany yep. and one switzerland date so mm-hmm. we'll do our little album party there yeah <laughs> that's exciting are you doing on the rest of those dates going down to florida will the Will you play the acoustic set at all? Or is it, that's just kind of something Uh, special for the fest? Only in Atlanta. So we're going to play Chris Hammer that did the art. Mm -hmm. He's got a comic book shop, like I said, outside of like 30, 20 minutes outside of, yeah, out of Atlanta. And we're going to do a little release there that's just acoustic. um, And he's going to sell some of the prints and the art and stuff. Oh, Um, wow. When is that? That is the 26th. It's my birthday. 26th. Her birthday. Well, I might have to make a drive. That's not very fun. I mean, it's going to be great. It's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, yeah, this whole thing, we're playing the album front to back. Like that's going to be the set. It's easy because it's a 30 minute album. Yeah. 
And if you hear the album, we set it to where every song sort of runs into each other. So it just goes. Oh, okay. So it's, and it was funny because when we were thinking of how are we going to do the set, it was like, well, these songs already make sense right next yeah. to each other like this. Why don't we just mm-hmm. play them? Like, yeah. Okay. So moving forward, will you dabble into the other songs from the the first or at least the Rebel songs that was Nathan Gray and the Iron Roses or will it just stay, you know, from this moment forward, basically right. what you all have created? Well, only when we need more songs. So we have okay. we have a we have a list of five it. songs that are from working title No Way, uh, and then the rest are from Rebel Songs, mm-hmm. Rebel Songs, Radio Silence, Look Alive, and there's another one I can't remember. Something Don't wait up. Fired up. <laughs> I think um, it's fired up. Why do you like that one? <laughs> Don't Wake Up is like my favorite song on the album. I love that right album, on. but That's I like awesome. that one a lot. <laughs> it's funny because like when we play, we have to speed up some of those songs. Because uh-huh. when you put them next to the new songs, they sound draggy yeah. as hell. Okay. <laughs> so, so it's funny. We have to pick them up yeah. and we play them next to these new songs, super uh, which are super mu- much faster. <laughs> uh, but so what we'll do is on this tour, we'll only be playing the album because that's what time we have. Sure. And Europe will be interspersing some of the older songs because we have a longer set list. Uh, so, but if we've got a 30, 40 minute set list, we're just going to play the album. You know, yeah, if we've got a little sense. bit more yeah. time, we'll bring in some other stuff, you know. Very, very cool. And I love the, not only the artwork for the, the album itself, but the way you all came up with the vinyl with the splatters, like that purple yeah. one with the they're it's so like pretty. a green. Yeah, I yeah. think it's so cool. Thank you. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, I appreciate. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, oh I coughed. Sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't want to cut you off. <laughs> well, I appreciate you, you both doing this. Nathan, it was so great to see you again. Um, you too. Thank I, you. Thank you for, for coming back on. Um, I have one more question. I asked you this last time, Nathan, but I'm going to ask again, and I want to see if I can get an answer from Becky as well. If you have any advice for aspiring artists. Um, stop. Oh, shut up. <laughs> there are too many of you. Stop it. I, I believe you. I think you said something similar. I think I did too. I You're think like the market's already the market's to... flooded. Yeah, flooded. Jesus, come on. We're trying to do something here. Um, <laughs> if, if I am fully honest on what I would tell aspiring bands is I wouldn't say anything about music at all. I would say get your shit together when, before you go out, uh, build a plan. And I don't mean a plan of your band, but a plan around how you're going to act on the road, who you're going to be on the road and how you're going to treat people when you're on the road. Uh, this was a conversation that we've all had in this band. And I think it's very important with all the things that you're seeing coming out with dudes and bands going out on the road and hurting people and Mm -hmm. doing horrible things to people and their friends not keeping them in check on these things. Um, Tour is a, it's, it's a, it's a crazy environment and you can get sucked up into a lot of stupid things and you can end up doing a lot of stupid things uh, that you shouldn't be doing. Uh, In this band, the rule is you do anything that stupid and you're going to get left on the side of the road. (laughs) Um, So, and, and fortunately 
we don't have to worry. We have good folks, but you know, you still watch. You make sure that you check each other on how much you're drinking, what you're mm-hmm. doing, where you're at, who you're hanging out with. Is the person you're hanging out with too drunk to be hanging out with? You know, things of that nature. Um, that would be my advice for young bands is don't go out and cause more bullshit in the world than was already there. I like that. I like that. And I think for young bands too, you th- you might think, oh, you know, we're on tour, we're, we're rock stars and just yeah. go, no, you're you not. know, it's on 1980, <laughs> yeah. no, you know, know. trash the hotel, Motley Crew. Crew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's great advice. Dave. Thank you. Uh, Becky, you have any? Yeah. And, and I feel like mine is specifically to the women or the female presenting people in that aspire to be within a band or in the music scene my advice would be to not be the thing that's standing like don't be the thing that's standing in your own way like mm-hmm. you don't have to be a certain thing mm-hmm. to be able to take up space on stage I am 45 I have a 13 year old I have a 16 year old I am not uh real thin like I don't come from like a straight punk background but I also deserve that space on stage um so I would say that there are there are going to be pr- plenty of people in life who will uh try to keep you from from what you want but don't be the person you know that's doing that to yourself